Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. And welcome to Dark Natter, the podcast where we sit tight, hold the fort, keep the home fires burning, and if we're not back by dawn, call the president. To hell with it. Or what was it? What does he say? <laughs> That's probably that. Yeah, yeah, Sounds okay. like... He says, horse shit, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, he only says that in this film that we're going to yeah. talk about. I'm John Richter. And I'm Liam Martin. And we are here to record our first, the first episode of Dark Natter post-lockdown. Yeah. Physically in the same room. And in a different room. Often we do this in the red room, but now we're in the uh, nerd room. Yeah, the greyish room. We're in uh, John Richter's pad. Do you want to describe the surroundings? Uh, Lots of comic books. Your comic books that you gave me. Lots of (laughs) board games, DVDs, pornography. Creepy (laughs) creepy mannequin. Creepy mannequin, yeah. Uh, A big fan. For Big some, fan, for some yeah. Reason, an Amazon Basics fan. Um, I've got in case I get too hot. Yeah, could happen tonight. For could happen. Yeah, well, it's hot stuff. It is. This is great. It Not is great. Yeah. Face to face for for ages. Yeah, let's get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've, well, mi- I've missed this. Yeah, this, this is, is great. Yeah. yeah, it's also harder to edit though because we're on one track speaking to one microphone, so we have to be really like. What's the word? Courteous and not speak over each other and talk. Yeah, talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that, for example. Um, no, it's great. I'm happy to be here. Um, Anything you've been up to? You were very angry and grumpy on our last recording. See, I didn't think I was, but apparently. Oh, oh yeah. foul mood. Was I? Yeah. Oh, God. Couldn't. It was. Yeah, I thought you were going to well, storm off at one point. I'm in a good mood today. So. Oh. Is that, have you had your licorice all sorts before? <laughs> um, no, actually, I've had a few beers. Now that we're out of lockdown, Whey! I've grown up again. And, uh... Clink our glasses. Yay! Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple of cans already, so this could be a whoa, feisty one. Absolutely. And um, if it's a feisty one you want, what better subject... That, oh, hang on, we have to explain the, the concept yeah. first, don't we? We are here, as usual, you know this by now. We're going to talk for a bit about a piece of dark fiction that we both like. One of us is ostensibly pitching it to the other, but who cares? I think it's my turn, notionally. And we'll decide whether, and it inevitably will be a yes, <laughs> whether it's worthy of a place in the haunted, hallowed, horrible, hellish... Horrific halls of the Hall of Pain. <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. I've missed you. Um, what, yes. what are we here to talk about? Big Trouble in, in Little China. That's the one. Now, is this a dark piece of dark fiction? Quite a funny film, some would say. So, to An quit- action movie. It's got monsters in it. It has got monsters. It's got, in a, it. it's got an immortal and actually demon. Some quite creepy uh, animatronic the, shenanigans. Yeah. Absolutely, but a fun film. A fun it's film. A, it's and a very you know fun that, that's fitting because you know we're in a fun mood. Correct. We're here to have fun. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be miserable dark. You can no. have dark fiction that's a bit of a laugh, can't you? Exactly. And this film is a barrel of them. It's a hoot, as you can tell by me. On <laughs> I'm here to have fun. Uh, Big from Little China, nineteen eighty-six. Oh, get on with it! Why am I being so miserable? It's a nineteen eighty-six movie directed by John Carpenter, the brilliant, famous, legendary John Carpenter. Which actually, and this is the third John Carpenter thing we've thing, done. The thing. <laughs> uh, the thing. Uh, Halloween. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. This is like a what an honour for John Carpenter. And I think I mentioned the film Christine when we talked about Stephen King. There's another one. He's, uh, he's made so. Some... So in many respects, this is the fourth time. And the creepy uh, mannequin has got a, a they live mask on. Oh yeah. 
which I got from a gig because I went to watch John Carpenter live playing oh, yeah, his doing all did, his synth music. Yeah. yeah. And funnily enough, actually, I watched um, They Live only recently. First time I've ever it's seen funny, it. It's funny, isn't it? It's great, yeah. Really, really played for... Kick-Ass and Chew Bubblegum. Quite and a good, like, a really good concept as well, though. Yeah. And I think Rowdy Roddy Piper is good in it. He was good in it, yeah, he was good in it. Recommended, a lost gem, that one. Absolutely. I put these glasses on and formaldehyde face. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) right, yeah. But we should well we should probably avoid talking about they live because otherwise we'll do an hour on that and also we'll probably do it in another episode <laughs> correct but yeah Beatles Little China 1986 Kurt Russell the star legend along with uh, a young Kim Cattrall as well yeah. which well, she was great young, in it I don't know I, I didn't know how old she was when she did Sex in the City and apparently she was like 50 then or something but, so maybe she was but she like, looks really young yeah she yeah. looks great um, and uh, James Hong yeah. he, he was kind of like the go-to Chinese bloke in films for a while. Yeah. He was in a lot of... He was in an X-Files episode. He's in Blade Runner. He was in a, a load of movies. But this is, to me, he was... This is his sort of magnum, op- magnum opus. Is that the right phrase I'm looking for? His best role for me. And uh, and Dennis Dunn, if I've got my facts right, is the uh, the other guy, the other sort of main star. Uh, Victor Le- Wong as well is in it as Egg. Oh, yeah, as Egg Shen. And he is weirdly also he's, brilliant. he's also in The Golden Child. Yep. Which weirdly came out in the same year and is another film that deals with like Eastern mythology, yeah. weird legends and And there's never been one since or before. That's, it was was it I don't know, I get my might get my years a bit wrong with that. There's like the karate kid and obviously probably you know, in seventies you had Bruce Lee. So it, was it almost a bit of a continuation of that possibly. fascination with yeah. sort of Eastern mysticism yeah, and martial arts and stuff? Which is, so, Big from Little China, I think, potentially, is every genre of film in one. It is a bit horror. Yeah. It's definitely action. Yeah. It's definitely comedy. There's a bit of a love story, a yeah. lot of a love story going yeah. on. It was originally scripted as a Western Oh. Originally, it was going to be set in the 1880s, and then some. I think the apparently the well-known script doctor W. D. Richter, who shares my oh, fake no. surname, he apparently was brought in to you know modernise it at the last minute and turned it into a 20th century. Be- because I know this. I think I'm right in saying this was the last film John Carpenter did at the time that was like a studio film because he was sick of the interference yeah this was the one so this was a flop commercially it was yeah. a big flop it's a bit like The Thing because they didn't was. know how to market it and yeah. which is understandable because it is quite an odd film it's a, a real that's why it's a, this I should full disclosure this is my favourite film of really? all time Big Trump Little Channel is wow. my favourite movie precisely because and I love it mad... so I wonder if it'll get into the Hall of Pain <laughs> maybe we'll talk ourselves out of it yeah. over the course of the however long we're going to talk about it but yeah it's it's everything. So um, I prefer the Golden Child. Oh, no, I do like that film. It is great. Really yeah, I do good. like that film. Is that where? But I don't prefer it. I prefer this. So the guy Eddie Murphy. Who's the the actor you said before? Who's in both films? What's his um, name? It is uh, Victor Wong. Victor, Victor Wong. Wong. Yeah. So he in the Golden Child is he the guy who constantly calls Eddie Murphy an asswipe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah, 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 he's brilliant. He he's on the streets of um, Nepal. And he does and like he cons Eddie Murphy, but then it he's also in the temple and Eddie Murphy's like, "What's this guy again?" And he's like, "Yeah, uh, he's like hey, con yes, Yeah, exactly. And he's great. Basically, yeah. plays the same character in yeah. this. hundred oh, yeah. percent. He's oh well. Well, we'll get on to Egg Shen in a minute because him because in effect the the plot of this movie is that. Some old demon called Lo Pan yeah. is trying to... Who's also brilliant. Who's absolutely brilliant. He's trying to resurrect... He lives in a sort of immortal, half-translucent sort of limbo and he wants to become mortal again so he can enjoy the pleasures of the flesh. But to do this, he has to find a girl with green eyes to marry and then sacrifice. Yeah. And up against him, the leader of the good guys, in effect, is Egg Shen, who yeah. is just a crackpot... Like tour bus driver, He's a tour bus in driver. Chinatown, uh, San but, Francisco, but also Chinatown. a sorcerer yeah. who happens to be a wizard. Yeah. yeah, and then all the other characters are just sort of dragged in by yeah. accident, including, of course, Kurt Russell's character Jack Jack Burton, yeah. who is uh, Kurt Russell, man, my favorite actor, Kurt Russell. Different in every film he did, and he it's he is an action hero. He's muscle bound. He's wearing yeah. a vest, but he's a loser. He, yeah. it's like a joke. He's 
multiple times throughout the film, he either messes up or embarrasses himself or like does he, the wrong thing. He gets knocked out in like the big final battle. Where he gets knocked out originally. <laughs> and like, misses the whole fight. Yeah. But and so so yeah, Dennis Dunn's character Wang, who ostensibly is the sidekick. Is actually the hero. He's of actually, the film. yeah, exactly. He does all the work. He does all the fighting. Yeah, Kurt Russell just bumbles, bumbles around. Bumbles, yeah, like just accidentally. But says all manages. his one-liners as if yeah. he's like a real hard man, even though he's Albeit not. Albeit he does kill um, Lopan. Lopan. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh, yeah, <laughs> Shit. I mean, oh, well, uh, never mind. Yeah, we're going to be spoiling the hell out of this pile of horse shit. <laughs> And when we say spoiling, we mean you'll probably never want to watch it again, yeah, if we'll, you, even if you really like it like we do. <laughs> we'll put you off it, spoiling it in the fullest sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, San Francisco Chinatown. The plot is Kurt Russell's character, Jack Burton, who is like a CB radio yeah. like trucker. Um, it, it's weird, because at the beginning and the end of the film, he's like, what was he, like recording his memoirs or something? No, like, I think he's talking, talking to the radio. Right. So I think I think it was a thing in the 80s where people would have CB radio, like whatever that shortwave medium, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And you would like tune in. So you could almost have like amateur DJs or right. amateur just knobheads, basically. It would just be like, hey, I want to hear from Jack Burden on a dark and stormy night. And other, other truckers would be tuning into that, listening right. to his musings about life. It sounds ace, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, really good. And he's, I think, for whatever reason, his long haul truck, the Pork Chop Express, Pork Chop Express is the name yeah. of his truck. So, sorry, yeah, so the, when it was a Western, or when it was going to be set in the 90s, it was his horse, and they changed it to a truck. Okay. Interesting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he rolls into San Francisco, and he's having. He seems to be like sort of like a like a stopover, like he's yeah. delivering whatever, and he ends up he's playing the betting on like fucking massive praying mantises fighting or something. Is that have I remembered that right? And they're playing cards. And, I, I thought it was like cards, wasn't it? Oh, the praying mantis fighting might be something different. I might be getting mixed yeah. up with a Bruce Lee film. But yeah, they're betting, they're gambling, they're gambling, yeah. and he wins a load of money off Wang. Is it one thousand one hundred and forty eight dollars something? Sounds very familiar. Yeah, Yeah, it's like one thousand one hundred and forty eight dollars times two. Yeah, and then Wang refuses to pay him because he claims not to have the money on him, which is a bit irresponsible. Yeah. So Kurt Russell has to go with him to his restaurant to get the money that he owes him. One actually, there is one quite funny thing that happens here as well. So Wang tries to double or nothing him. Mm -hmm. He says, "I bet you I can double or nothing. I can." Break this bottle in half with this, uh, you know, knife. Yeah, it's like a machete. Yeah. Or a cleaver. It's like a cleaver. And he's like, yeah, this yeah, knife cuts it. this bottle in half. So he's like, so Kurt Russell says, yeah, go on then. And then he does it, but the bottle just like flies into Kurt Russell's face, but he catches it instantly. Yeah. And he's like, it's all in the reflexes or something. Yeah, that's his line, isn't it? It's all in the reflexes. Which pays off later in the film. I'm yeah. glad you remembered yeah. to pick that up because it really does. So yeah, Kurt Russell with Wang go into Wang's restaurant, but on the way, Wang insists that they go and pick up his missus from the airport yeah. because his beautiful missus is flying in from China to, so they can get married, which is quite sweet. And she's called Miao Yin. So they go to the airport. This is where we encounter Kim Cattrall's character, who is called Gracie Law. Yeah, and is a lawyer. Who is a lawyer. Yeah, Gracie, <laughs> yes, he's <laughs> named after her profession. That would be a bit like if your name was Liam Review. Or Liam Serial Killer. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's your, <laughs> your two different professions. Liam Murderer. Uh, or if I was called John... That's a callback, by the way, to the first ever episode. And to King. your ongoing practice of... Oh, I'm that, yeah. Killing people. Yeah. If I was called John Nerd, that would be... Or well, Dave Accountant, sadly for me. Uh, yeah. What shit! Um, so they go to the airport, Miao Yin turns up, but then she gets nabbed by some dicks. The, the death. The Lords of Death. death yeah. Called the Lords of Death. Street gang. We've both seen this film a lot of times, so yeah. this, this is one of the easiest summaries of a plot I've ever had to do. <laughs> no Googling has been required for this. Um, and one of them's got like yeah, really early awesome. old school shit plastic with, um, you know those yeah. sunglasses with yeah. like blinds across them they were rocking them in the 80s in this film yeah amazing so they nab off with Wang's missus um, beat up Kurt Russell not beat him up but they like leg sweep him yeah I think and, you know and then 
Kurt Russell. He's quite heroic, isn't he? He's quite brave, even though he's uh, basically a bit of a lame wuss. He still tries to help his mate. Yeah. And they run after them. They need to get run over because they speed off in like a sports car. So it's like, oh, well, what are we going to do? So they end up at Wang's restaurant anyway. Oh, is this the truck? Sorry. So they so they know yeah. roughly where the... Lords of Death's hideout uh, yeah. is. That's it. So they drive the truck... To, to, to Chinatown. And he gives up, there's that brilliant when he's like, yeah, down that alley, one alley, turn right now! And yeah. he just wrenches the wheel right <laughs> and swerves down this alley. And that's where... The this brilliant. is when it kicks off. Oh, and this scene is... so good! This is the scene where, if even if I haven't seen the film for years, like, I'll always remember this scene. Mm. It's amazing. I think I first watched this when I was about seven Yeah, or I was going to say, probably it, the same yeah. as me. Yeah. And I was just, this first, this scene is like, to this is the lad. bit you remember, isn't it, from so, the film? So they have to stop in the alley because there's a funeral procession yeah. coming slowly towards them, like some dudes in white robes, some Asian dudes carrying a coffin. And there's like a big photo of some the dead yeah. guy. And then Wang explains, because a lot of this film is all, you know, Wang is kind of there partly to do all the fighting and all the martial arts and partly to explain all the, the Chinese mysticism yeah. and mysticism and so yeah. So he explains that this is a funeral procession for some group called the Wing Tong, who are some sort of fighting, sort of religious... Yeah, ancient... ...thingy, yeah. whatever Warrior bollocks society, made up. Yeah. Um, but then... And then Jack Burton's kind of like sat there, sort of, Ooh, I don't know what to do. A bit awkward that I'm, I'm blocking the alleyway with my truck. Yeah. And then he notices that there's some blokes with different... Like, wearing black, who are coming out from the little side alleys. With, with weapons. And one of them is that bloke who's in every film ever... Yeah. Another go-to yeah. sort of Asian dude. He's in Die Hard. He's in loads. He, uh, he I've got a up. feeling he was in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. We'll Google it in a minute yeah. and find him. And so they, uh, you know, wet, knife-wielding, machete-wielding, yeah. scary-looking. <laughs> yeah, guns as no, well. Like, first of all, you see them. They've all got sort of melee weapons. Yeah. And then suddenly they've just all got machine guns. Yeah, but... Brilliant. And then he's like, oh, what about these guys? And Wang's like, oh, shit, oh, no, it's going to kick yeah, off. We're in the middle of a so, turf war here. So there's yeah. just a massive... So they pelt the coffin full of yeah. lead and then they have to drop the coffin, massive show of disrespect. They all have this... So this massive fight kicks off and Wang and Burton are just sat there like, oh, shit, what do we do? Trying to not get shot, trapped in the truck. And you just get this huge... Fight scene, basically. Mm. People smashing each other into windows. Yeah, lots of that. Yeah. Stabbing each other, punching each other's lights out. Yeah. It's brilliant. Not particularly gory. I think it's probably no. like a PG certificate, this film. I, I think, maybe. Not sure, actually. I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that. Um, i got a feeling in the 80s, though, they were quite sloppy with their... And there was no 12 certificate. either. Certificate, yeah. So it was either a PG or a 15. There was no middle ground. Then, like, there was a lot of, there's a lot of films I've seen where I think... Because I think in the 90s, they became, the studios became more cynical with, mm. with it, where it was like, no, we are target, we, if we just remove these three scenes. Then or, we can get or, ourselves can get a 12. And we can get yeah. a bigger audience. Yeah. But I find in the 80s, they were much sloppier, because there's loads of films I've seen where you think, Christ, like... The worst one of all time being Watership Down, the kids' animated movie Watership Down, which has a U certificate and features a scene where... A dog mutilates yeah. some rabbits and kills them blood everywhere. Rabbits fighting, blood and guts all over the place. I think Gremlins as well, though, that's a 15 where you think they probably could have easily made that a PG. Yeah, if they'd wanted if to. If they had just cut a toned it down out. slightly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I could I be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure it's a 15. And But there's lots of films here. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. But it's, it's certainly not a, a no, blood... blood. No. It's not, there's no... There's I mean, there's, there's, no there's people getting blood. shot, but you don't see any blood. Correct. Anything, it's, yeah. it's a bloodless fight scene. Yeah. And then, as if this wasn't exciting enough, there's suddenly this big green explosion. And this is where you start to get all the amazing John Carpenter crazy yeah. effects. And it's just what is going to happen next. And these three blokes pop out of this green explosion wearing absolutely ridiculously massive lampshade style you know well I think hats. Raiden from Mortal Kombat that kind of so well uh, well they, it's blatantly Mortal Kombat that, yeah. is completely uh, 90% of Mortal Kombat is lifted from this movie 100% if, if anyone's yeah, 90% yeah 100% of 90% exactly. if anyone listening to this is a Mortal Kombat fan who has never seen Big Trouble in Little China 
you must watch it because you you won't believe how much of that game has come from this one an entire franchise all taken from this one film. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, three Raidens. Three Raidens up. basically who they've each got like elemental powers. Thunder, lightning and, and rain, I think. Yes. It's called. Or wind, is it wind or rain? Oh. I think it might be rain. Let's have a look. Let's get this this all the things we couldn't be bothered to Google, but this one I feel is important. Thunder, Thunder rain. rain and lightning. And I think lightning is literally Raiden. Yeah. He, has, he has electric powers. Yeah. Thunder, I think, is the really strong yeah. one. Yeah. Who's the best one? Definitely. And rain is sort of uh, more actually, agile. I quite like rain though. Long, long, hair, long, yeah. long hair. Yeah. They're all all three of them are really cool. Yeah. And they, and it's it's so funny. It's such a funny scene. One at a time. So all these enemies, the Wing Tong and the, um, oh, what are they called? Yeah, sorry, I, got, I think I got the names wrong before. It's the Chang Sings are the good guys and the Wing Kong are the villains. Yeah. I think I got that wrong before. They've been fighting to the death. Suddenly they're all terrified at these yeah. three storms that have appeared because they all reckon, clearly they know, oh my God, it's these legendary warriors. Yeah. So they're suddenly all cowering together. They're shooting at them. The bullets are just bouncing off. And then there's this... One by one, they just produce a series of weapons, weapons yeah. which get progressively more sadistic looking, yeah. like claws, whirling knives, massive like. Well, it looks there's one that looks like two big back scratches, like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, a whisk. One of them yeah, looks like a yeah. whisk, and one's got the uh, like whirling blades on his yeah. arms, uh, and, and it's like, oh my god! So Wang's like, just get out of here, Jack! Just get out of here! So he plows the truck, tries to run all these guys over. They all, they all fly out of the way, yeah. jump, you know, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon territory. And then yeah. another man appears who basically... Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah. It's, A, it's Shang Tsung off Mortal Kombat. B, it's like Chinese Dracula. Yeah. Just big, tall, Really actually pale. creepy looking. Though. Yeah. Sort of handsome in a, in a sort of regal yeah. be- long beard and moustache kind of way yeah and he's very pale in, with all the garb yeah he's... and then Jack Burton runs him over just and, and, the and then gets him. out of the truck and, and he... he's just standing there and then does that really creepy his eyes shoot out these like white beams and then yeah. his mouth open yeah he's like, really <laughs> creepy yeah blinds Burton yeah Wang hurries him up the alleyway and they basically manage to escape, yeah. which is how they eventually end up finally back at the restaurant. Um, I reckon so far we're about minute for minute on a par with the movie. <laughs> we might have to speed it up a bit. But So from that point, the movie becomes about how can Wang and Burton rescue Miao Yin from... Low Pan, because they you know, he just Low Pan it. being the old man we just who Wang recognizes yeah. and he's old. I think is it his dad who who is like yeah. the, the owner of the restaurant and he's That's got like right, his yeah. cousin, his cousin Eddie, Eddie. Eddie Lee is the best, really guy, cool, yeah. really, really <laughs> funny. The maitre d of the restaurant, yeah. and he's like, Hey, is this this guy Jack <laughs> you always told me about? Wow, he's a loser. <laughs> and Burton's talking to his insurance company right. on the phone about the wearing truck. like his little dressing, yeah, <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> so funny. So eventually, I just want my truck back. Yeah, Wang. <laughs> yeah, I just want my money and my goddamn truck. So he ends up grudg- grudgingly. They um, will probably cut a bit out. I suppose in the interest of time. There's so much. Everything that happens, it's just wall to wall. Every minute of this film is enjoyable. Yeah, like they, they have to go to that the dodgy brothel, brothel where they think she's been sold. But then the storms turn up. But Jack Burton has to pretend he has to go into the brothels if he's a customer. Yeah. And he puts on that like nerdy, nerdy yeah. puts his big glasses on. He's like, "Ah, oh, it sure is raining cats and dogs." And he's like, "Oh, have you got a green-eyed girl? Fancy yeah. <laughs> something exotic?" It's really like obvious that he's not real. But then that doesn't work because the storms turn up and abduct her because they've realised that she's got green eyes, eyes, which fulfills Lopan's requirements. And Lopan needs the green-eyed woman, as John said earlier, to in order to become whole again. Yeah, mortal yeah. and flesh and blood. So after all that bit, we end up spending a large portion of the film in the Wing Kong Exchange, which is David Lopan's sort of business premises. Well, yeah, that's because that's the... I actually forgot about this until I watched it again 
recently, but the um, what what are they called the three guys? The Storms. They're all employees. Well, they all work yeah. for them. They've all got suits on. The Storms, I was going to just leave a gap so you can edit my stupidity out. <laughs> but yeah, the Storms are all there like with these like business suits. Yeah. And we also see Lopan, the, the real Lopan. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And he's like... Oh, disgusting. It, and, it's the, and, and we've said it. It, almost every episode of this podcast we say it but CGI oh. no thanks let's have real animatronics and pla- you know sort of special effects makeup type yeah. effects the the makeup on James Hong when he's so Lopan we've talked about being this kind of vampiric almost like ghost character he is permitted to inhabit a physical form he's, he's meant to be some you know 2000 year old medieval warrior yeah. or whatever but his physical form it's like he's a 2,000 year old bloke who hasn't yeah, he, died he's wheelchair bound he's like shriveled shriveled disgusting and really disgusting as well you know when there's that scene where he's with uh, I'm not sure if it's Kim Cattrall or the other uh, lady in it and he's like sort of perving over yeah, her and he's like oh man <laughs> <laughs> it's really disgusting because he plays it for laughs he doesn't play it as like a noble warrior who's you know tragically been yeah. forced to inhabit he plays it as it's a creepy a old man yeah. so like there's a bit where he he's, he's wheeling himself around and then he notices some you know Burton or whoever's coming yeah. on the CCTV and he's like ah this really pisses me off yeah, to no yeah, end right. <laughs> it's absolutely oh, brilliant it's yeah. Um, so yeah they, they and, and the, it almost is I think actually one of the characters even says it in the film like almost like you know hangs a lampshade on it this is like a crazy Alice in Wonderland situation because mm. it is like what are they going to encounter next it's yeah. in theory it's like a um, trading you know a building for doing commerce and I think the wing yeah. coin exchange is meant to be some sort of what's the word I'm looking for import-export business yeah. but in reality it's just a facade well, for that's all right, this yeah. crazy mystical mad shit that well, they've got great, in there we talked about exposition earlier because you get the there's a journalist character who's also mm. introduced Margot and she when when she's sort of introduced she just basically explains really in your face explains everything about that organisation yeah and it's just like, you mean the Wing Kong Exchange yeah exactly but yeah. no one's been seen going in or out for the last 50 years and it's so mysterious yeah, yeah. it's funny and um, Kim Cattrall's character is meant to have been trying to investigate yeah. uh, Pan's dealings and that's how you know she um, A that's why I, I, she I feel like up. she could have just been the journalist though I don't really yeah. feel like we needed the journalist two characters was a bit unnecessary maybe. Yeah. there's a lot of characters in this film actually yeah. And we haven't even gone to Egg Shen, who also um, is... I'm not even sure how he is introduced to the group. He just sort of rocks up, doesn't he? He's like, oh, you're going in to take on Lopan. I'd better get on board then. <laughs> and he is just... Uh, again... It, well, I think they just consult him, don't they? But he's... I don't know. He's yeah. like the local... Um, yeah. Eastern. Eastern mysticism expert, maybe. But... Well, there's actually there's two forays into the Winkon Exchange. The first one is yes. where they successfully liberate or a load of trapped, trafficked women, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but then they don't manage to get Miao Yin, which is where they have to go back in, which yeah. is where Egg Shen comes with them. But, um, but one of the things, I'm trying to think of the first, what we do get on the first visit is we start to get a little bit more from the storms. So yeah. there's that brilliant bit where... So Wang and Burton go in and they're masquerading as repairmen. Like and he's yeah. like, oh, I guess you got some squirrels chewing through the wires, huh? Let's go to look at that and they just central walk junction in, box. They? Yeah. <laughs> and the security just let him in. But then they get nicked in that elevator. Well, they're in the elevator. That's actually a really cool Fills scene. Fills with water. Fills with water and they swim out. And there are all these like dead bodies. And that's actually yeah. Quite, yeah, creepy. quite creepy, that bit. And then the storms get them. Yeah. And this is where you see the storms, in, in not in their raiding garb, yeah. they're in their like corporate attire. Yeah. But there's that weird, that's never explained. One of them is he's torturing them by creating oh, yeah. orange balls ball out of thin air that he then blows into them. And it's really painful. It's really painful because the so force of weird. it. weird, it's so weird. Because Russell's like, why don't you come and fight me like a man, huh? And then he just produced that ball and... Blasts him blasts in the belly. It, yeah. But if you look on that scene, there's loads of them on the floor. Oh, right. Like, there's loads of these orange... It's really strange. And then, yeah, that's Ray with his lovely hair. That's Rain. Yeah. But then they um, they managed to do, like, a bit of a jailbreak. 
but then thunder appears to stop them and Jack Burton manages to get him from behind with a knife in his neck that's and he's right. like you know hey what are you, why don't you stop right there tough guy and that's where Thunder reveals his capability, which is that he can swell up yeah. when he gets angry. So he just sort of... <sighs> he's giving it and the sort of... And his body sort of expands. Yeah, and then blasts... Burton back into a chair, which then rolls down the hill and almost into a well, which is just pure comedy. It's so good. It's so good, that scene. Absolutely amazing. And then... God, yeah, we've jumped around all over the place, but it doesn't matter. So the the, the finale of the film... Because I think we can... I don't know if well, we yeah, because it is basically that, isn't it? It's one attempt. Just a romp. They get out, and then it's another attempt, but this time... Better armed with eggs yeah, and exactly. Well, it might be worth just skating over quickly the characters that they encounter in this crackpot, hellish, underworld, yeah. mad... Um, so you've got Lopang and oh, Three Storms. Actually, we didn't mention, though, that when they escaped the first time, Kim Cattrall... Who's also got green eyes? Yes, that's gets nabbed by that weird monster. monster. They've got an actual monster, yeah. just a hairy, it's like an orangut- like a fucked up orangutan. Well, Baraka from Mortal Kombat, yeah, is pretty much that. He's got the teeth. Yeah. He's got the Baraka teeth, yeah. doesn't he? So yeah, she looks into that painting. Because she sees its eyes move, and then it just opens, and it's just you just see the arm <laughs> grab her in. Her in. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. You're right. The first unsuccessful sort of foray is how she gets nabbed. So yeah. now Lopan, much to his twittering delight, <laughs> he's got two women with green eyes that he yeah. can, you know, and he's going to marry them both. So he's going to marry them both. The old perv. Ah, I see what you're all about, Lopan. So yeah, you've got Lopan, the monster. You've got the three storms. There's oh, let's look up that actor. Let's get him right. Let's do him the justice he deserves. Al Leon yeah. is is one of the. See if he's in. Um, see what other films he's in. Probably his number one henchman. I feel like he might be in the. Uh, he's still alive. Dragon film. Sixty-eight years old. He's not actually that old. He's in Lethal Weapon. Big Trouble in Little China. Interestingly, he's in a film called Big Trouble. Ah, that's weird. That is weird. Um, he's in My Science Project. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure as Genghis Khan. Wow. Yes. Yeah, last action hero, Thug. I think I remember that bit. Die Hard, obviously. Is he in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story? He's in Double Dragon. Escape from LA, which would have been um, Kurt Russell, of course. Yes. No, he's not in Dragon. Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, That's weird. Most recently, he's in a film called Awesome Asian Bad Guys. Amazing. It's cool. Yeah, that Uh, guy. The A-Team, yeah. He's in The Scorpion King, Asian Training Master. A movie called Beverly Limo. Three. Yeah. What a CV Showdown in Little Tokyo. I forgot about that film. So this guy's... It's basically the same title, isn't it? Yeah. Showdown, <laughs> yeah. Big Trouble <laughs> Showdown in Little Tokyo. Big fight in Little... See, they Live. Wigan. He's a resistance member. Oh, he's in They Live. Wow. Uncredited, apparently. Uncredited. Uncredited. He, to me, he is the ultimate yes. henchman. Henchman, yeah. He's been. He must have played a henchman in more movies than any other actor. Yeah, ever. got to be. Yeah, got to be. Al Leong. So yeah, he's a legend. On, yeah. He's a legend. I think so. we put him in the Hall of Fame instead of this drivel. Yeah, <laughs> we should do an episode on Al Leong's. Yeah. We should watch all of that. Maybe that could be a Halloween special. We watch Al Leong's. Hundred percent. Yeah. Is it dark fiction though? Yeah, some of it will be. Yeah, some of this is. Is it? I don't know. Not sure. Let's keep going. No one will notice. Um, so yeah. Any other baddies we've we've forgotten? There's to, that weird off. eyeball. There's <laughs> yeah, a floating eyeball with a tongue that licks itself clean. Which has also got loads of eyeballs in. That Lopan, can, yeah, the eye, the tongue's got an eyeball yeah. on the end. Yeah, that Lopan can see through it. So it, it's like his roving exactly yeah. roving reporter. Because he, the eyeball, sees them. And sort of transmits back to mm. Lopan that they're there after the uh, wedding ceremony. Brilliant. So yeah, the big finale is, as you've alluded to, is a wedding scene. Yeah. Where Lopan in his full sort of... Sorcerer guard. Yeah, really big hat with a yeah. knitting needle through it. Looks if you've cool. ever played the Dynasty Warriors games, like I remember him. He looks a bit like one of the characters in that. It, yeah, well... As you said, Shang Tsung is basically Shang ripped Tsung. off of him. For, especially the original Shang When he was old. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's going to marry the two women. 
they're doing a creepy like we've been hypnotized so you can't see you can only see the whites in our yeah. eyes we've got no pupils thing going on yeah. and all and all the villains are there all celebrating away all doing their own they all do like their own little I don't know what you call it, like a little performance before. Yeah, they do that. There's, like, there's like a ritual, yeah, and it's like ah, she has tamed the burning blade, and they all have to do like a little. But before, yeah, martial they all arts. do their like martial arts demonstration. Thing. And the guy Thunder, the swell up, the blow, yeah. the blowing up guy, he's massive. Yeah, and that's because they've all got the you know they've got. He's the, definitely in some other stuff yeah. we've seen as well. He's he's there's a bit where he he rocks up. When I think after the first incursion, Kim Cattrall and her journalist mate, they go in separately and they're trying to sort of blag their way in. And then he just turns up with his suit on, holding it, right, smoking yeah. a cigar, and he goes, I can help you. Yeah. And then which is brilliant. Which made, which made him my favourite instantly. Yeah, Apart from the one with long hair, because as a bold man, I always oh, really like the one with hair. You cover exactly, long hair. Yeah. It's a, it's a forbidden dream. And he's dream. quite feminine and... Handsome. Beautiful. Yeah, he's a really beautiful man. I mean... Uh, Basically, that's why we like this film, because he's... A, who's that actor? What's his name? Let's find out. Let's give them all the credit that they're due. Big from the Little China cast. Here we go. Don't worry, we'll edit out this bit. You can just search from there. I know, but I'm stupid. Victor Wong, Egg Shen. Oh, Carter Wong get, Thunder look at the size of him see what else there's Rain we'll next James Pax played Lightning Rain is played by Peter Kwong so Lightning although he was the best one I feel like the other two looked cooler yeah he had the best powers yeah. but the other guy well one of them had nice hair and one of them had just nice muscles <laughs> yeah he's the one in the Bruce Lee film he's the one that um, cripples Bruce Lee I think you're not thinking of Bolo from Enter the Dragon no go yeah. go into it the Bruce Lee, the dragon, like, the biopic. Oh, Bruce Lee, the man and the legend. He's in. It'll be, like, in the, the 90s. Dragon. Oh, God, he's in loads, he's in of, films. loads of films. Isn't he? The story of the dragon. He's in a film called The Good, the Bad and the Loser, which is amusing. Shailen Death Squads. The Fatal Flying Guillotines. Scrap the rest of this episode. The rest of this episode is just going to be me listing the titles of movies that he is wow. in. Um, Killer Ra- from Above Raging Tiger vs. Monkey King Shaolin Iron Finger Oh what's that? Snaky Night Fight Against Mantis Filthy, Filthy Guy Filthy Guy, yeah. <laughs> Filthy guy. Interpol Blow Up And um, what about uh, My Guy? Oh yeah sorry Rain Yeah, Sorry we're giving Carter Wong far too much uh, Carter Wong is time. cool though, yeah. Peter Kwong who played Rain with the lovely hair He is uh, <laughs> He's oh, the one in No I'm joking He's in Golden Child Amazing. <laughs> Who is he in that then? Tommy Tong. I've only seen that film a couple of times, so I don't know Tommy <laughs> Tong. I, I've got it on DVD. I'll borrow, can, we, yeah. can we watch it tonight? He was in, let's see if I, I can't. <laughs> and do you know what's funny? I don't have Big Shoulder in Little China on DVD. Do you remember when they were going to do a remake of it with The Rock as Jack Burton? Do you oh, remember it that? It wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't be as good. I, I, I like, like The, the Rock, Rock. Yeah, yeah but, but it wouldn't be no. as good. Peter Kwong, actor. No, not Peter Kwong, the academic. Oh, he hasn't even got a page. Oh, he's a lot less famous. Uh, maybe on IMDb he might have. Oh, he's struggling here. Sorry, Peter. There we go, above. Peter Kwong. Veteran of film, television and stage. Best known for his roles as Rain in Big Film he- and Tommy Tong. Appeared in more than 100 film and TV roles. Filmography. Oh, he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Chinese restaurant. We- weirdly. Le- he's in Lethal Weapon. Oh, the TV series. He's in the video for an Ed Sheeran and Pharrell As Williams karaoke, song. Man. Wow. Ozzy and Ted's Great Adventure. I'd love it if he was in Dragon the Bruce Lee story. <laughs> he's the only one I haven't mentioned. He's in King of the Hill. Wow. Oh my God. It's amazing how many people these, how many things these people have been in. Night Watch, Steel Justice, The A Team as well, MacGyver. And then we're going back to pre- Little House on the Prairie. Pre Big Trouble in Little China, he was in Slapstick of Another Kind as an astronaut. Wonder Woman. First thing he was ever in was called The Flying Misfits. Brilliant. Just, you know. Legend. Again, let's watch all of those films as well. Definitely. We're going to do a 60 film back to back. So that's Peter Kwong, everybody. Yeah. Who, who are we going through next? Um, 
No, I don't want to do the other guy because he's, no. cool, he's not as cool. He's not as cool, is he? So, uh, big finale, wedding scene. Yeah. He's going to marry them both. But Jack Burton's got other ideas. Absolutely. They burst in. Burton fires a you know machine gun into the air. Ha! Dislodges a load of rubble from the ceiling. And knocks knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> so he's unconscious <laughs> for the entire finale. Meanwhile, Wang kicks the shit out of Ray yeah, and Wang, kills him. Wang suddenly... Oh, no, I, I tell you one other thing that we haven't mentioned is um, Egg... Egg Shen. Gives them all that, like... Potion. Potion to make them really confident. They're in the elevator. Yeah. And he, they all drink this potion out of what looks like, like a gold. Yeah. The gold? And he's like, ah, yeah, drink this make potion and it'll see, make you yeah. see things you cannot see and feel things you don't And then they're suddenly Italian. all really, like... Just really happy. And, and, and then yeah. there's like that bit where like they're all like slapping each other yeah. on the chest and like high-fiving. And then Burton <laughs> just goes, is it getting hot in here or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> really, really funny. And then, yeah, so they all come out. Wang has now got magical powers, kills Ray, beats him up, kills him. Yeah. Egg Shen and Lo Pan have this amazing like wizard off. Oh, that bit's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, they both it, shoot like coloured beams to each other, which... You know the old classic you see it in Harry Potter where they fire yeah. their spells. Who's got the most powerful beam? Exactly. But these beams, actually in the beams, you see these like samurai warriors Having a fight. fighting each other. Which is and they're like doing things with their like as if they're playing as if they're yeah. playing a PlayStation game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like manipulating the beams. Yeah, the beams. Lopan's got those grotesque oh, long yeah. fingernails. Yeah, he grows them out, doesn't yeah. he? And then it That's ends a great in like a, bit, yeah. it ends in like a draw. And then they both look a bit sort of pissed off and disgruntled that they haven't won. And then Lopan goes, you never could beat me, Egg Shen. <laughs> yeah, Which is great because it gives you this whole, like, that they're ancient yeah. enemies, but it doesn't explain it at all. Yeah. So it's really cool. But yeah, then Egg Shen, I don't know, he got some bloody weird rocket launch made out of a yeah, crystal and yeah, he blasts that. And Lopan does a runner. Through that clearly made like a neon skull yeah. like it's like a sort of massive skull door but it's got with like, with neon like, neon red yeah with like an escalator yeah he rides up an escalator into a skull and it's I think it's supposed to be all like mystical oh, but it just looks really looks shit but, but great, brilliantly yeah, shit but yeah it's like tacky it's like he's got no taste yeah like he's like yeah. a tacky demon so then <laughs> tacky demon. they carry on they pursue him and then the big, by this point, Burton's back on his feet. And he's rescued Kim Cattrall, who's giving him a kiss. Yeah, which puts lipstick all over his face, oh, so he yeah. spends the entire last scene trying to look hard while he's got lipstick on. And he gives her the kiss, and he's like, I can see things now. No one I? else can see. And he gives her the big kiss. And yeah, you're right. He ends up... Yeah, so the finale of the film, like the big face-off with him in the... And the, and the villain. Uh, who else does does he fight? Is it just well? So Burton ends up on his own with sorry with Kim Cattrall pursuing Lo Pan. Yeah, and he get, they chase Lo Pan, who's still got Miao Yin. Yeah, I'm, and he's like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. fuck it, I've lost one of them. I'm just going to have to marry this one and kill her. Then that'll yeah. do the trick. And then he and he's like stabbing her with his disgusting needle to get yeah, the, blood. the blood and then you see and him. thunder is with him that's right yeah that's and like, oh master you have become flesh that's yeah. the, the prophecy has been fulfilled and he's like oh i have yay so then burton comes in and he's like hey pal why don't you pick on someone your own size or something and, and, then and, and she's like oh he's 10 feet tall so <laughs> he's only seven foot so. <laughs> and there's a brilliant bit when he says He's trying to make himself sound really hard. He's like, you know what Jack Burton always says at a time like this? And Thunder goes, who? <laughs> he doesn't yeah. even know who he is. He's like, hey, Jack Burton. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be the hero. And then Wang turns up, does about 50 cartwheels into the room. That's right. To fight Thunder. So they bugger off and have a fight, leaving Burton with the big face off with low pan. And Jack Burton has a knife. And he's, it's been established that he has a knife down his boot. Yeah. He gets it out and he tries to lob it at Lopan, who is now mortal and flesh and therefore yeah, conceivably killable. Be killed, yeah. And he misses and it hits that gong, doesn't it? Yeah. Gong! And Kim Cattrall gives it the big eye roll. Oh, Burton, you fucked up. Like, because like, oh. they make a big point, like, that's all you bought to this fight? Is yeah, that knife? crappy knife. And then Lopan picks it up and he's like, oh, this is a nice knife. Goodbye, Mr. Burton. 
chucks it at him and he does his reflexes Reflex, catch and then instantly throws it back into, into his, his head, head. yeah <laughs> and kills Lopan with a knife meanwhile like, as you said Wang is fighting uh, Thunder. Thunder and there's an amazing bit where you just see Wang like doing all these backflips away from Thunder Thunder runs into shot turns around and just smashes this statue and then carries on chasing <laughs> he's him. He's so angry and yeah. just smashing everything. And I think he's, that's it. That's when he sees... He sees his master is dead with a knife yeah. sticking out of his head, realises what's happened. He looks cataclysmically pissed off. You and think, then he, hello, he's going to kick off now. But he just no, starts swelling up. He starts swelling up, which we established earlier in the film is his one of his powers. And just blows himself up. <laughs> he, can't, he can't stop. He just grew. And well, you get more of those really disgusting special 80s special effects, which like, are brilliant. Like his cheeks bulging yeah, out, and his, his eyeballs popping out. And the, I remember being really traumatized by that when I was a kid. That one scene, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think he's gonna stop. And then he just blows up in yeah. a big splat. And then there is one more brilliant bit actually. So then they all escape, but of course, what we what hasn't we haven't dispatched yet we haven't dispatched Lightning the Raiden yeah. guy we, we did dis- by the way Wang dispatched Rain, Rain yeah. with a sword. sword in the fight so then um, the whole place for whatever reason is falling to bits now yeah. Lightning's not helping because he's blasting it it's fire everywhere yeah. and they're running away from him and he's sort of walking very slowly towards them looking all scary yeah. and then they get they go up some stairs or something I can't remember and then they look up and Egg Shen is up is sort of in this like hatch like yeah. above them and he says Egg how did you get up there and he just goes wasn't easy that's brilliant it's like <laughs> it's like okay this needs explaining <laughs> nope. so we're gonna we're gonna mention it we're gonna like, it's the elephant in the room we're gonna mention it but we're not actually gonna explain it no, no explanation how we got up there but we're still gonna highlight it <laughs> So it's good writing. How did you get out there, Egg? Wasn't easy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That'll do. So then he rigs up some bloody daft zip line thing and they all get up there just in time for lightning to poke his head up and then Egg dumps a massive Buddha statue down and smashes him into the head and kills him. Which is great. So that's it. All the three storms are dead. Lopan's dead. They all bugger off. Yeah. And then there's a, this is an interesting little thing where they all end up back at the restaurant and they're giving it the kind of, oh, we vanquished yeah. Lopan. And then Jack Burns gives this weird, like, oh, you know, I always end up rubbing people up the wrong way and it's probably better if I just leave. And and then Mar goes, oh, aren't you even going to kiss Gracie Law goodbye? And he goes, nope. And yeah, then just leaves. leaves. It's weird, isn't it? He takes his money. Yeah. He wishes them all well and fucks off. And yeah, that is weird, isn't it? It is strange. Yeah, very strange. Because she was very pretty in the the back then. Uh, Mm. No, she's not. She still is, yeah. She still is. So he leaves and then that's kind of And then you get one final... Well, there's that little little pre-credit scene. So it's like a dark and stormy, you know, like he's back on the road, he's in the porch. That's what I'm saying. He gives it the old... He's back on the old CB radio. We forgot to say somehow flukily they find his truck yeah. while they're escaping yeah. so he's oh yeah. yeah because they took his truck the, uh, the, 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 the oh yeah, yeah we didn't even explain that yeah. Really, but yeah they so nicked his truck it was in their back. building so, yes yeah. um, so he's driving along yeah and he's giving it like the uh, hey you know when there's a dark and stormy night and the rain's crashing and the thunder's yeah. banging you gotta look that storm right in the eye and tell it to go, go to hell, hell. Yeah. and then the camera like pans to the back of the truck and that monster, Baraka, Baraka monster. monster is in it. And it's yeah. like, and that's the big ending. Yeah. But, and then there never was a sequel because no. it sadly was a commercial flop. But I wonder I wonder how well it's done. Because obviously it's a cult hit. It, it's meant to have been a huge, enduring cult hit on home yeah. video for many years. Because I know, like, I would say at least three or four of my friends had it on DVD and video. and Yeah. So I know loads of people like it. And it's amazing. It and is it, amazing. And it's the best film ever made. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I just wonder how much money it's made since. You, I, so. Yeah, and, how, and whether that money has flowed to John Carpenter or not, yeah. I don't know. When I saw his live show, obviously he was doing the Halloween theme and there were loads of people dressed as Michael Myers and he was doing loads of other stuff. But he did do a... Um, 
He did the, you know, the it was it was so good. Speaking of music, his films do always have good soundtracks. That he makes yeah. himself, yeah. Yeah, he's talented. No exception with this film. Yeah. Well, I think there was a single. I think that song might have been released as like the single as part of the ill-fated promotional campaign. Yeah, right. But I don't think it did really well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting as well, because, yeah, as I say, when I was reading up on this, because I thought, I had a little thought, like, this is a lot like Golden Child, and they must have come out at the very similar same time. time. Yeah. And apparently... They heard about Golden Child being in production, and so they released their movie before. Yeah, because it's like, what the fuck? Like, no films about you know Chinese mysticism have ever been released. No, no, there's two in one year. Two. But um, it, I don't. Maybe it is just coincidences or sort of like the one I remember weirdly is. Do you remember when there was that film Ants with Woody Allen? Yeah. But there was also the film A Bug's Life. Bugs Life came yeah. out in the same yeah, year. Yeah. Like that was weird. Yeah. Like how did that? So happen? you're right. It must have been some sort of. The back end of some trend that so surely because must have been why would it have happened? Very odd. But and also apparently Kurt Russell was in contention to be in Highlander, which while not Chinese mysticism is another action mystical, mystical action, action thing. Film, yeah, which also came out I believe in 1986 as well. And of course, just to draw a full link, who was the star of Highlander? Christopher Lambert, who went on to play Raiden, Raiden. in Lord of <laughs> yeah. Shit, yeah. Brilliant. Wow. Oh, that's a funny link. But yeah. Yeah, wow, that's a good But it's a me- Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other things Mortal Kombat nicked. Shang Tsung nicked from this film, Raiden nicked from this film, Baraka nicked from this film. I'm trying to think if there's any others. I guess Liu Kang to an extent, but he's just Bruce Lee, I suppose, more. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I mean, you could make the argument that Johnny Cage, obviously Johnny Cage is Jack Burton, but he is like a... Brash, loudmouth, egomaniac. And also a bit shit, like comically a bit bust-ass, second mate. So he has definitely similarities between those characters. Johnny Cage, Jack Burton, yeah. I've never thought of that before. You might be right. I think you are right, actually. Obviously not as clear as the Raiden. You know, that's a clear rip-off and even Shang Tsung, but... That, but I think there's definitely right. something there I have think. you seen the new Mortal Kombat film I really want to watch it but oh. it's like 16 quid to rent it Maybe I'm just too it. tight to I've seen it it's have a you lot. got it I've, no I've, it might have been 16 quid to rent, rent. so yeah, I'm not sure I even own it. it yeah I think it was that is a rip off that isn't it well it's yeah, you know, I understand it's what you would pay. It was funny. Like, I really want to watch it. So but there, there were some genuinely good things, lots of funny things, yeah. and lots of shit things as well. I'm not trying to say it's amazing. Kano is the best thing in it. They've really cranked up his like comedy Aussie stereotype drunk. He was good in the old. The old one's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Arguably one of the best video game movies. Like, he, but you'll see this in the. This is not a spoiler because you'll see this in the trailer. But he like he does a he does his heart rip fatality yeah. and he like. Kano wins, you fucking beauty. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I do. I do want to watch it. Well, well, that's it. Go. Big trouble, little China. Anything we should have said that we haven't said? I mean, do we need to examine, you know, the socio-political <laughs> um, means on, on, on the tone yeah, of it. You know. yeah, we should. Yeah, let's do that uh, for an hour. <laughs> is there any? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, what point is the film making? I think the film's making the point that. Chinese mysticism is really cool, and Americans are sort of clumsily heroic. Yeah, and James Hong is funny, and yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so is and Rain's got nice hair. Absolutely, uh, Kurt Russell's got nice hair as well yeah, in this film. Nice hair, yeah. Basically, a mullet. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, cool shit. yeah he's, I'd love to yeah, look like him. Yeah, if yeah, if I was muscly, I would wear a Jack Burton vest. But yeah. I'm not muscly, so I would rather wear a David Lopan. Um, oh, you know, annoyingly, I actually got sent, it's like this video game promotion, I got sent these, like, action hero vests the other day. Oh. Two of them. What ones We could have worn them. There was, like, a, a sort of khaki one, like Rambo, and a white one, like... Willis. Uh, Willis. Well, yeah. the listeners don't know. We can pretend that we are wearing them to set the scene. Let's do it. Basically, it looks like two Rabsi Nesbits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it in the Hall of Pain? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Belt in. Thanks. We, c- we could have just put it in at the beginning. Yeah, save you all the bother. Then you yeah. wouldn't have had to listen to this for an hour. You could have just watched the film. But yeah, do watch the film. If you've not watched the film... Oh, I'll watch it. Please watch the film. 
Yeah. It's a very good film. I might go watch the film now. It's one of the few films I will never tire of. I will always want to watch it. And I'm not I, like that I, with many films. I agree. Like, So it's not a film I would watch like every week. No, example. once a year. But once a year. It's yeah. the same with like, so if it was on telly, I would watch it. Yeah. Labyrinth, if yeah. it was on telly, I would watch it. Yeah, it's just one of those like, it's an easy, easy viewing. Fun. Fun, quite cool. Daft. Yeah. Daft. Unique. Yeah, and with like some really sort of, yeah, some sort of spooky special effects. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah bits of it. Are, it's awesome. I'm trying to justify its position in the dark. <laughs> yeah, Natter World Bane, but um, yeah, it's just a really easygoing film, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Fun. It's brilliant. I wonder what the Western version would have been like. I think we should make it. WD Richter's yeah. For His Interference. I, I do love, the, just sorry to go up a quick tangent before we finish. I do love a genre mashup. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a really weird, unusual genre mashup. Like, speaking of Kurt Russell, there's one I've got a film called Bone Tomahawk that is a horror Western. Yeah. Like, I not, remember when you got I, I was living with you when you got, oh, yeah. got that. But we did, I think it was like just before I moved out. Oh, so we didn't get a chance to watch it together, but yeah, I wouldn't mind watching. Can I think of any other like good genre, weird genre mashup films? There's well, I suppose you could say uh, Westworld. I mean, the original yeah. film and the TV series, because yeah. obviously Westworld, sci-fi, sci-fi Western, Western. Yeah, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, great, great point. In fact, are all genre mashups <laughs> yeah. just Western, Western something? Weird twist, <laughs> yeah. Comedy Western, Aliens. There's that Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> yeah, Western yeah. with Daniel Craig in. Any other good genre matches? You're looking at your DVD. I was trying, desperately trying to find DVD. one. Um, yeah, I kind of. I don't know. It doesn't count really, but Stitches is funny. Ross, Stitches. Ross Noble as an evil kind oh, of Oh, yeah, clown. I've seen that. Yeah. But I didn't try. Yeah, <laughs> you set like a, up north in like a village. <laughs> really funny. With all those teenagers go there. And it's. Is that the one? No, because, no, that's. Uh, I'm thinking of a different one there. I've seen it though. I have seen it. Are you thinking of a Western mashup no. with a. I'm thinking of the one where these like teenagers go to a, they go on like a retreat in some village and they end up getting like killed in really gruesome. Are you thinking ways. of League of Gentlemen the movie? It's, it's a bit like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. It's, not, it's not that, but I have seen that Stitches film. Yeah. Well, remember the last time we recorded together, I debuted our new outro. You did. Um, the question is, can I remember it? I didn't care for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I do it in the voice of Kurt Russell. Absolutely. Well, listen up, pilgrims. If you're facing down a terrible storm on a dark, stormy night, you've been listening to another episode of Dark Natter, and you just tell yourself what old Jack Burton always says. Don't have nightmares. I've turned into like a newsreader. It's, it's gone a bit wrong. <laughs> Funny you should say pilgrims, though, because apparently he did base his character on John Wayne. I feel like he says it. I feel like yeah. he says it at some point, but like a blowhard kind of. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, the outro is don't have nightmares, or if you do have nightmares, make sure they're good ones. Oh, shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was brilliant. Well done. Thanks, you too. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Dark Natter. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon with more uh, musings of a maniacal sinister nature. Um, We have uh, some guests lined up and obviously me and Liam will be chewing the fat again. Uh, Many more episodes before the season draws to a close later in the year. Meanwhile, I also have an update for fans of my dark fiction books. Uh, I have a new book out as of uh, a few days ago at the time of uh, of, uh, this being broadcast. It's called The Warden. It is a dark techno thriller written in lockdown, set in lockdown, set entirely in a single apartment building in a near future technological dystopia. It is perfect for fans of Die Hard, perfect for fans of Black Mirror, perfect for fans of Hugh Howey's Wool books. Uh, Perfect for anyone who wants to read a bit of a kind of satire of modern corporate culture. 
and perfect for anyone who likes weird, unpredictable thrillers. Yeah, it's a bit of a mashup, as you can probably tell, but I hope you like it. It is available on Amazon right now for your e-reader device or in paperback format for people who like books that are made of paper. So please seek that out um, by searching for The Warden, or you can search for John Richter, which is me. That's J-O-N-R-I-C-H-T-E-R. Looking forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll be back. Don't have nightmares. <laughs>